You are now listening to the Nicole Gonzalez podcast with me, your host, Nicole Gonzalez. For more information, you can find me at NicoleGonzalezWrites.com. Welcome back to the show, everyone. In this episode, we are covering Chapter 5 from the book Every Teen Should Read, Discovering Your Self-Worth, Positive Mindset, and Personal Values. And in Chapter 5, we talk all about your confidence. And we talk about self-reflecting, looking back in your past to see how far you've come. We talk about knowing your inner strengths and positive affirmations, creating a list of goals, lots of good things. So tune in for chapter five, It's Okay to Be Blank. This is chapter five, and I hope you guys enjoy it. This title is for all my teens out there still playing Mad Libs in 2022. If you are, you're my hero. I used to love Mad Libs. But in all seriousness, let's play for a hot second. I want you to go back to the title and fill in the blank. Whatever it is that you identify yourself as, it's okay to be blank. Now think about it. Are you loud? Are you humble? Are you selfish? Are you quiet? Are you flirty? Are you spoiled? Are you thin? Are you overweight? Are you attractive? Are you ugly? Are you shy? Are you kind? Are you sad? Are you smelly? There's over a million different adjectives that I could jot down, but it's not up to me to list them. It's up to you to fill in the blank. What do you think you are? Seriously, go back up and write the word in the blank spot. Once you do, it's okay to keep going. Okay, great. Now that you know your word, know this. It's okay to be that person. In fact, it's not just okay, it's fantastic. There's 4,800 adjectives in the English language. I'll bet you there weren't many people that used the same word as you. How cool is that? And I know I'm cheesy, but I think that's super cool. It shows that there's no one else in the world like you. No one. Authenticity is a beautiful thing, my friend. And if I know you like I think I do, then you may have written a word down that's questionable. Maybe you put a word like ugly or confused or stubborn even. Those are all words I've heard teens use when talking about themselves. And truth be told, I don't love it. I wish that teens had more self-confidence, and that's what I'm on a mission to do. But for now, I don't want you to change your word. I'm here to tell you that your feelings are valid, and maybe at the end, you might change that word on your own. Let's take a look and see. Confidence is a beautiful thing. Confidence is a beautiful thing, kid. It really is. Even Oprah Winfrey said, It's confidence in our bodies, minds, and spirits that allow us to keep looking for new adventures. Self-confidence is defined as the feeling of trust in one's abilities, qualities, and judgments. So after reading that definition, I want you to ask yourself, what is it that you don't trust in yourself? You don't trust your ability to do something? Well, that sounds to me like you're just a little nervous about the outcome. Maybe it's something you've never experienced before. 
or maybe you're unsure about the quality of work you can produce. Well then, that sounds to me like you need to give it a shot and see what kind of work that you can produce. Lacking self-confidence tells me that you haven't met your lifelong best friend. Because that best friend is you, yourself. You know that phrase, me, myself, and I? That phrase is coming into play. And I'm so excited to introduce you to this person because let me tell you, they're going to be with you for the rest of your life. Through all the hard things, the fun things, the silly things, the weird things, and the things that you're unsure of, and the memories that will last forever. You have a new best friend, and that person is you. Hello, self. Your inner conscious says, nice to meet you. How are you? Then you, oh, I'm doing well. How are you? Inner conscious, feeling great. Are you guys acquainted now? That's great news because there's more. When teens are lacking self-confidence, it's often because they feel like they haven't accomplished anything great in their lives yet. I have a hunch that you have though. So let's take a walk down memory lane. Time for a throwback. To self-reflect is to think about your character, your actions, your motives, and the experiences you've had along the way. What did you learn? How did it make you feel? This type of thing might sound cheesy to you, and I get that too. So if you don't want to talk about it, that's totally fine. We can keep this chat right here in the book between you and me. The important thing is that you actually do it. There are grave benefits to reflection, and that's because it actually works. The idea of reflecting on growth is, in fact, taught at a very young age, and it can be entirely too easy to lose the task if you haven't intentionally self-reflected in a long time. With that said, I want to acknowledge and reassure the absolute vitality of self-reflecting. We should reflect on ourselves, our actions, our words, our thoughts, ideas, and creative lenses. We should reflect on our experiences, the people we surround ourselves with, and the hobbies we like to do in our spare time. Why? Because the process of self-reflection deepens the relationships with the ones we have. It enhances our experiences and strengthens our entire existence on earth. Reflecting gives us the chance to accept our mistakes, learn how to move on, and think about what we can change in the future. Through reflection, we find our strengths, our weaknesses, our goals, and so much more. Reflecting is an interesting process because it requires you to look into your past. I've never been one to look back into the past because to me, it always felt like I was harping on something I couldn't change until I learned the process of self-reflection which didn't happen until after my teen years. As always, I want to bring this concept to you now while you're right smack dab in the middle of your teen years, because if you actually give it a chance, I really think it might be worth your while. It's not only okay to look back, but it's necessary to look back. As long as you're looking back to see how far you've come, 
That is the beauty of self-reflection. It's amazing to see how things can vastly change in a moment's notice. A best friend who you've known for half your life can quickly fall out of touch. You might have a whole new circle of friends today than you did a year ago. Maybe you have a different girlfriend than you had a few months ago. All of those things are fine. But have you ever thought about the changes and what happened that caused them? It's amazing to see how we hold on to the same interests and passions for years on end. A group of friends who played soccer together since they were five might still be playing high school 10 years later. These reflections show us how we've changed throughout the different seasons of life. They show us who or what has always remained our constants. There are two types of reflections that you can embrace, short-term and long-term. Short-term reflection involves mirroring events that happened recently in your life. This is a great process to remember specific details. It's also great to make immediate changes for fast results. For example, when starting this book, I had the extremely ambitious goal of completing it in one month. The idea came to me in a dentist chair, as I mentioned at the beginning, and I was thrilled to get all my ideas down on paper as soon as possible. I wanted to get helpful tips and strategies into the hands of many teens who I believed could really use this information. One week into the book, I was halfway completed, which was incredible progress. By the end of week two, though, I had barely made any more progress from the first half. I needed to sit down and process what was causing a difference in my ability to write between week one and week two. This was a short-term reflection that allowed me to address the problem and circle back to my writing immediately. I'm thrilled to say I finished the book in one month's time. Long-term reflection, on the other hand, involves contemplating events that happened over a long period of time. For example, at the same time that I started writing this book, I also reflected on my teen years. I'd always wanted to be a writer. When I was seven years old or maybe eight, I honestly have no idea how old I was. But regardless, I was young. And I wrote a book about my bus driver being a werewolf. I even drew pictures for it too. And then I self-published it by taping all the pages together and sticking it in my school's library. I don't remember my school's librarian, but whoever it was, that person was a saint. Because the day that happened, my dreams were set on becoming a writer. I wanted real books published in hardcovers all over that library, and I knew someday it would happen. That reflection, being able to think back on a long-term event, and hone in to the exact time that I'd found my passion, enhanced my experience of writing this book. That little girl I once was would be so proud. That cute little chubby girl who was so sad, so confused, and so unconfident, but so ambitious and lacking purpose, would be so freaking proud of who she turned out to be. That reinforcement is exactly why we reflect. Know your strengths. 
During this reflection process, I want you to take notes of the things you're good at. Sometimes, when asked, it's really hard to answer. Most teens shrug their shoulders and say, I don't know, or nothing much. And look, kid, I know that answer is a lot easier than actually putting effort into listing things. But this is important. This is your confidence we're talking about. And confidence is a necessity, just like your health. Building yourself up is so much a priority that we dedicated an entire chapter to talk about it. Kristen Coyne, MED, head of school, former counselor in post-secondary education, and my super cool older sister, spends almost all her days working with teens. She says, Helping students to recognize and understand their strengths is like watching them uncover a hidden superpower. By maximizing strengths, you're creating a clear path to full potential with truly no limit. Knowing your strengths builds self-awareness and self-esteem. and helps to create a powerful and authentic connection to your true self. These characteristics are uniquely your own. And there is no one else that expresses these skills in the same way that you can. So my friend, the time has come. Let's list those strengths. Think of five to ten things you're good at. Maybe it's reading, writing, thinking, running, biking, swimming, board games, video games, dancing, talking, laughing, babysitting, skateboarding. Cooking, baking, drawing, painting, sculpting, driving, surfing. I feel like I could probably list a zillion more things, but it's your turn. Write them down. The power of positive affirmations. What did you just say? I already hear the questions as I'm writing these words. Oh, not these again, some of you would say. Or what is that? And that's exactly where we'll begin. Positive affirmations are statements that you repeat to yourself every day. They're daily statements that remind you of how freaking cool you are. They remind you that you're the baddest cat around, even on days when you're not feeling it. And here's my favorite thing about these two. They can even help you to accomplish future goals. If there's something you'd like to accomplish, but you haven't yet, you could still say them every day as a daily reminder that you're going to complete that goal. And when you say them, you're going to say it in the present tense, as if it's already happened. How cool is that? It's like a mind trick. Let's say you want to be an Olympic gold medalist. I know this is a pretty wild goal, but hey, I say shoot for the stars, kid. If you haven't yet accomplished that goal, you're going to say every day, I am an Olympic gold medalist. You want to write it as if it's already happened. So now it's time to combine these goals with the things you already know that you're great at. Let's say you're a good singer. If you are a good singer and you wrote that down in the list above, let's update your list. You're not just going to write, I'm a good singer, 
but you're going to say, I am an exceptional singer, or I have the number one song on the Billboard music charts, depending on what your goals might be. Do you want to pursue a career in music? Or do you just want to continue developing your skills? That part's up to you. But I don't want you to use words like good or decent. I want you to use words like exceptional and fantastic. Look up some adjectives if you have to. These affirmations are going to be the best reminders you'll ever get. So go ahead and update your list. Add at least 5 to 10 goals that you want to pursue. Adjust the goals as if you've already accomplished them. Once your list is complete, you should have a minimum of 10 things on your list that shows how freaking awesome you are. It's not only okay to be you, but it's amazing to be you. Read them out loud. Confidence tip number one. Set the daily affirmations as reminders in your phone. Set them to pop up intentionally throughout the day. Are there times in the day when you need a little bit of extra positivity? Maybe you're bombarded with classes or don't want to go to a sports practice. Maybe you're out with friends and don't want to head home yet. Be proactive in advance and set these intentional reminders ahead of time. They'll pop up and remind you of who you are and who you want to be. Confidence tip number two. Be consistent with your affirmations. Don't write them once and look back at them in a month's time. You want to use these to your advantage every day. Some people like to write them down every day. Others like to say them out loud in a mirror every day. I've also seen people use post-it notes to place around their desk space or vanity. Do whatever works for you. But make sure you're seeing, reading, writing, or saying these goals every single day. Consistency is key. Confidence tip number three. If programming these affirmations into your phone is too daunting of a task, There are affirmation apps already out there that you can download. The apps will do all the work for you and tailor the positive tips to pop up throughout the day. This is a great way to utilize technology to your advantage, support new apps, and build your confidence daily. Your growth game needs to be consistent, so an app might just be the perfect fit for you. Confidence tip number four. As most of you probably learned in science class, humans store energy in our bodies and we burn through that energy daily. Many teens lack confidence because their energy is being used to focus on things like anxiety, stress, fear, or anger. Thus, if you know teens who are more confident, it's likely they appear to be more energized people. That's because their body's energy is focusing on other things, like goals, challenges, and fun experiences. In order to be a more confident person, challenge yourself to boost your energy levels. If you need to boost your energy levels, then go back and reread chapter 4. 
All those health tips like good nutrition, proper sleep, and adequate sunlight will really help to elevate your energy and in turn boost your confidence. Confidence tip number five. Now that you've addressed who you are and learned to accept it with confidence, you should truly be following your passions. Don't follow other people's passions if it's not authentic to what you love to do. Follow your heart and chase the things that you enjoy doing. In your passions, you'll find your confidence and your greatest successes. Okay, everybody, thanks for listening all the way through to the end. Make sure to tune in to next episode, chapter six, Daydreaming is Awesome. In that episode, we're going to talk all about visualization and dreaming about the future. We're going to create a bucket list and talk about the emotion of hope because I think we all need a little more hope in our lives. So definitely tune in. That's another good one, especially for people looking to make a transition in their future. May it be transitioning to college or maybe a new job or just whatever the next stage is in your life. That's a really good chapter for it. So I will see you guys at the next episode. Remember, I love you and I'm on this journey with you. Thank you guys for listening. If you like the show, please, please, please share it with someone you love, someone you care about. My goal is always to help people to make them feel loved and special and cared for and connected with. So if this episode helped you in any way, let's keep spreading all those good vibes. You can find me on Instagram or Facebook at Nicole Gonzalez Writes or my website at the exact same thing, <laughs> NicoleGonzalezWrites.com. And remember, you guys, I love you and I will see you next week.